0: Hi, and welcome to episode 41 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I have a special announcement. I need your letter. Have you written a letter to food yet? If you haven't, I would love to hear about your complicated relationship with food. Um, it could be about anything. Anything under the sun and you know i've worked with people who are exploring ways to heal with their relationship with food for decades now so i think i've heard just about everything so no matter what your complicated relationship with food looks like or how you're experiencing it or even if you feel really really awkward and weird about it it's not going to be shocking to me i promise so Send me your letter to food. All you have to do is send it to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. And one thing that I get um, a good number of letters about is what it's like to recover from an eating disorder or a complicated relationship with food. And one of the complaints I hear often from letters and then also just people that I talk to in real life is that recovery is messy and takes so long. And today's letter is from someone who's been trying for years to recover and is finding herself really tired, you know, just been battling this um, eating disorder for a long time and is starting to feel, she doesn't say hopeless, but I think she's a few steps from there. And so I um, look forward to discussing just a little bit of my insight working with other people in similar places because. That's a really um, normal, typical experience in the recovery world. So I can't wait to hear today's letter and let's get right to it. Dear food, just when I think that you and I have moved toward a healing relationship, I end up repeating old patterns. Sometimes I feel like an exhausted warrior who's been on the battlefield For way too long. When I look at where I started as a younger woman burdened with diets and negative self-talk to where I am now, the progress is undeniable. I have been working on recovery and trying to practice intuitive eating for about six years now. My ability to be kind and compassionate with myself, especially in moments of imperfection, is something that I am very proud of. And yet, some days I feel like I've beat it. And other days, I feel like I've only just begun. It doesn't help that I'm still in a larger body. I feel so resentful of that sometimes. The internal progress just doesn't seem to match the packaging. I love the idea of being body positive and loving myself just as I am, but I can't seem to let go of the idea that one day I will be eating intuitively more than eating emotionally, and that's when my weight issues will even out. Yes, this is the classic, life will be so much better when I'm thin, thinking, and I realize that focusing on my body size is not the point of having a healing relationship with myself or food. But then again, resigning to a future of being fat doesn't really feel like the point either. From what I gather, this is what recovery looks like. Good days, bad days, breakthroughs, setbacks, feeling beautiful and enough one moment, feeling ashamed and broken the next. Sometimes it's just hard to believe that I will ever truly be free. I understand that this is a process and not a task to complete. But when I hear other people share stories like, once I started listening to my hunger, the pounds just fell off. I just get so mad. I can't help it. I get it. We all have our own individual journey with food. And mine is, is not going to look like the gut next guys, but I feel often so defeated. Fortunately, I've experienced enough freedom and self-discovery that I'm committed to this work, but sometimes being a fat little soldier just sucks. Sincerely, Impatient with Recovery. P.S. I have been looking for some online support groups for emotional eating on Facebook and not having much luck. Can you make any recommendations? Thanks. Hi there, letter writer. I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen or pencil, and I want to do an exercise with you. I want you to put a dot on the very left side of the page, in the middle somewhere, and I want you to write on the top, eating disorder began. And then I want you to draw a straight line starting from that dot, going to the very end of the other side of the paper, on the right side, and finish that line with another dot that says recovered and now i want you to grab that piece of paper make it into a ball throw it on the floor jump on it stomp on it roll over it then pick it back up and then i want you to flatten it back out and this time i want you to put the pen or pencil in your non-dominant hand and Go from that first dot, that, that spot of recovery, or not recovery, rather. I want you to start with where the eating disorder began and scribble like you are a three-year-old all over that paper and scribble and make your way over to the recovered spot. That is what recovery really looks like. It's, of course, not a straight line. I know you mentioned that in your letter, but I just wanted to further emphasize that, that to you. It's not something that is very clear at times, and most of the time it's not. It can be messy, bumpy, it can be stomped on. And sometimes that's because of the genetics that you have. It's because of your biology. Um, Some of your ways of thinking, just because of some innate types of um, genetic predisposition may keep you in that place of thinking about Your body in a way that's um, negative or having a, a negative relationship with food. But just when we put that paper in a ball and stomped on it, kicked it around, I feel like that's our culture. We live in a world that is not conducive for recovery. So those who are recovered, I feel like have taught us a lot on how to first live with their biology and help to rewire it. And of course, this is not something that is done overnight. I always tell new clients, especially new clients with um, who are younger and their parents are in session with, with me, I always tell them that eating disorder recovery is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So um, we can't expect massive change really quickly. But for you, Letter Writer, I know you said that you've been working on this for six years. That is a decent amount of time. I have read things before this is just anecdotal, not necessarily research based, but I've read um many people say that about seven years is the length of time it takes to recover and for those um those of you who are experiencing binge eating disorder, seven to fourteen years is the average length of time it takes to recover so um you're coming along, but it may also just be you know halfway in or just the beginning of the journey for you and you know, I want to read a quote by Carolyn Coston. She says, Recovery can't be something you dip your toe into. For it to be fully felt and completely comprehended, you have to immerse yourself. So, what Carolyn, I think, was speaking about there is that we can't pick and choose the parts of recovery and expect to feel completely recovered. And in order to really get to that place where you can say, I'm recovered, period, you have to dive in to all of it, and part of recovery is facing that fear of fat and staying with it, even if indeed your body is fat. I know that's a tough pill to swallow, not necessarily because I think anything wrong there's anything wrong with being fat. I certainly think there always have been fat bodies, and there always will be, and there always should be because size diversity, just like other types of diversity in our world, make our world more beautiful and make our world stronger. Yet, I don't think my opinion is typical. I know we live in a world that is strongly fat phobic. For you, letter writer, I know you put in the PS about finding some online support within Facebook. And when I read your letter, the thing that I was trying to send you ESP on and trying to tell you now is that... I really would encourage you to seek out group support. I'm assuming that you've worked with a dietitian and therapist throughout the six years. Maybe you still are. It's pretty normal for people to continue to do that for many years. So I would continue to do that. But yet adding a group component, if you haven't already, is something that I find for my clients who are, where you're describing helps them to really kind of put their elbows out and stretch and push that toxic of environment where it needs to go and to really be grounded in reality that their body is acceptable. Their body is deserves respect and you're working toward that place of I accept my body. And I believe that's in the cards for you letter writer. So if you don't have group support in your town, which I'll put in a resource in the show notes to help you find some group support. And um, But if you can't find group support in your town, Facebook does have two groups that I'm aware of that I think could greatly support your continued journey for recovery. The first one is a health at every size group that's not for professionals, but rather for people who um, want to immerse themselves in a health at every size paradigm and um, are just looking for that support. If you're new to this podcast and haven't heard about what Health at Every Size is, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit right now. Health at Every Size is a paradigm shift of taking away the measure of health using the scale. So instead of weighing a client or instead of my clients thinking they can finally be in a healthy place by using the um, number on the scale. Instead, we use um, different measures that um, include things like energy levels, lab values, and um, also eating according to how their body tells them is best for them. This includes things like mindful eating, intuitive eating, attuned eating, um, using hunger, fullness, and satiety cues as a way to know how much and what to eat and then also moving for pleasure instead of moving to burn off calories. Um, that's one part of health ever, at every size approaches. Another one is respecting that the world is diverse and that includes diverse sizes, like I was mentioning earlier. And then also um, it's being a critical thinker with our culture and awareness that um, our culture is fat phobic and how that affects you and me, what no matter our size. And with that being said, that everyone deserves access to care and access to compassion, no matter their size. I am a health at every size practitioner. I find that it is the way to promote health without harming. And um, certainly it's a long-term solution to what we thought dieting was supposed to be. And without a doubt, we know diets don't work in every shape and form. They don't provide a long-term solution for health, and they also just promote weight gain. So, um, so yeah, the the health at every size group on Facebook. It is a closed group, and I believe it's one that just adds members periodically. So, um, that's all you need to search in the search bar. Another one that folks have um, pointed in my direction is one called Eating the Food, and that's another group that is body positive and um, uses non diet approaches. Although the group can be mixed at times yet um, moderated really thoroughly to make sure that it's not a diet-focused type of group. But you know, human error sometimes, I think, can make it. So sometimes things creep in there. But if you just search for eating the food in the search bar, that's another option for you. And I'm wondering for you, listener, or anyone else, if you have a recommendation for Facebook groups that are body positive and have helped you to have a more secure recovery from your eating disorder. I would love to know more options, but those are the two that I first think about. And for you, Letter Writer, I hope this helps. I see food has written you back, but I want you to know that your work so far has been amazing and you have come very far. One thing I know to be true with any kind of eating disorder is sometimes when we experience a behavior with them, it can feel like, It just all went to the crap, you know, that it's all been messed up now. But as you noted, and I want you to continue to note, just one behavior doesn't take away all of the progress that you've experienced. And what I would encourage you to do is to continue to reframe those behaviors as an opportunity to know how you can further your recovery. With that, I know that takes lots of compassion and lots of support. Know we here support you. I really am rooting for you and I hope you are able to find that group support that I think will further help your recovery. Take care. Dear Impatient with Recovery, you have come so far and we are proud of your courageous steps toward freedom. We hear your pleas for help and see the fatigue on your face. Stay grounded in what you know to be true about food, weight, and body positivity. And it is okay that you sometimes need a few helping hands to stay on this new ground. Those helpers need you too. We hope you explore different ways to connect with group support. And we hope it gives you the strength you need to fully respect and accept your body. The world is anxiously awaiting to see all of you. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at EatingPermitRG. Take care.